Hello. Back again, la. Back again. Episode 19. Here we are. Yeah. How are the lads? <laughs> How are the lads? Let's get into it, mate. Yeah, he's got episode his nineteen. Jacket and he's, he's on Look board. at this. <laughs> Look at this. Come on. A little. Right. How do you pronounce this? Avec. Avec. Yeah. Avec. Yeah, I thought it was Avec. I thought the emphasis would be on the E, like the Avec, but Avec. It's French, isn't it? Oh, it is French. So, yeah, Avec would make Evec. sense. Avec. Uh, well. But, I mean, you're speaking to a northeastern oh, yeah. guy. <laughs> speaking to a northerner up here. Avec! <laughs> so I'm only close to saying Avec, aren't I? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, out, of the, out of the park. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, they've got... They've, they've, so, obviously, it's like, Avec used to make Southern shirts back in, what, like, late 80s, early yeah. 90s. And uh, was it late? Anyway... For some reason, the sports group that we're with uh, is like with Nike and has other sponsorships. So we've now started doing some like nice retro stuff. And there was a really like popular away shirt, a green one or like a teal. I would say like a dark teal Um, in the 90s. It was mint. I had it as a kid, but it was green and had like a little bit of red on the collar, I think maybe. Could yeah. be wrong. But um, really, really popular. So... Um, all of a sudden, the sports group that we're with, I can't remember the name of them, they've got, um, they, the, we've now got a deal with Sunderland, so they do our shirts, and Nike can also do the old retro badge, and Avex uh, are part of that group, so that's why we're getting like more retro stuff from them now, because like, it used to be really shit. We always used to just get the ones from ScoreDraw. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it, it's a, like the, there's nothing there, and they're clearly yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's they used to have them. I mean, it's still some of them, but now they're starting to do the more popular '90s, early 2000s shirts, which is good. So yeah. So I, this was I got an email today. I was on the mailing list, not waiting for it, and then spent fifty four pounds on this that I didn't intend to spend. So somebody's getting a shit Christmas present this year, <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a really nice one. <laughs> All your money. <laughs> what happened? Oh, well, that's a nice shirt you've got on there, Jack. You got on? I was like, oh, oh. yes, oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> how was uh, the. Uh, was it. Was it? Did you go to Southampton or was it Bournemouth? Was it the homecoming? Bournemouth. Went to Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Bournemouth to see all the um, fan tracks. Lot. The fantasy. Mind. <laughs> mind. I'm fucking fuming about that, mind. Not about just meeting up, because obviously something at Bournemouth isn't really going to... I'm not fuming about that. But fucking Dictors United, Dictors. I don't know how. <laughs> I, got a thing, I got a thing about doing that. <laughs> Dicking people. Dicking people. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, I, who have I got now? I've got Rugburn Rovers, and I've been, I've been dicked, and I'm getting... And I dick... <laughs> uh, what, what's he called again? Yeah, it, I can't see Dick Tours. Yeah, oh, yeah, Dick Tours have uh, passed us on to Rugburn now, so fucking hell. I think I've lost top spot now. Yeah, Rugburn came out... top, I think the team you're playing. Top, top of the table clash here. Actually, oh yeah, no, sorry. I've won 11, drawn none, won five. Eh, lost five, sorry. Because that would make <laughs> no sense if I'd won another five. But I got... That's so fucking infuriating. But yeah, I can't be asked to look back. But yeah, whoever dictators United is, you dictators. So fuck you. Was he out on the night out? He was. Yeah, yeah. 
Good lad. How was Little it? Dicky. <laughs> <laughs> Little Dicky la. <laughs> right, it was How was fun. it? It was good fun, yeah, yeah. Reminiscing places we used to go and uh, yeah, it was quite nice catching up with the lads. That's good. Them for a bit. I, I seen I seen one place where it looked like you were um it looked like you were in an outdoor arcade. Like it had yeah, like basketball so stuff. What's that? This this was a new place down in Bournemouth. It's called Boom Bar. And it has mm. you could do axe throwing in there, um, shuffleboard, like like all sorts of <laughs> Don't shit. get them mixed up though. <laughs> yeah, it's like alcohol and axe throwing, yeah, it goes well together. I know. <laughs> God, but can no, you imagine the like uh I tell you what, right? One of my mates who listens, Johnny Sherbin, I'm calling you out. This is the lad that I was going to get on for the football manager uh, yeah, episode, yeah. but he works in insurance, so he's probably he's a bit busy. And uh, this this is a shout out to Johnny. To uh, I want to know how much it would be to insure a place that sells alcohol and also does axe throwing, <laughs> because that's a commercial business I know you're into. So you don't have to tweet us, obviously, just text me. <laughs> <laughs> no, make it I imagine it's a lot. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, don't make it public. I imagine it's a lot. I'm not disclosing who he works for either. <laughs> yeah, but I'd like to know how much it is to insure somebody who does that, because that I imagine that overheads for other insurance oh, overheads would be absolutely extortionate. I imagine, like, you I said, imagine, I said, but like... then again. With the the thing is though, like I would expect it to say, yeah, you shouldn't drink when you're doing the the axe throwing, which makes sense. Um, yeah. You can't be drunk I imagine... do the axe throwing. But if they didn't have anyone attend, like an attendant at the axe throwing, what's stopping people just turning around and throwing it the other Lobbing way? Lobbing up and or bringing their own axe from home? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> As... I mean, there was no funny story to go in. So... Okay, now there you go. But I imagine they get round it through a waiver. So if somebody like starts going full Rambo on people, yeah, then they can't be, be held responsible. To be fair, to do the act, like to do a lot of the other little games, you could just walk in, go to the bar, go play them. But to do the axe throwing, mm-hmm. you have to go to the front desk, pay for it. I imagine they got you to sign source all sorts of oh. shit. So, a pro- so it's a professional racket. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Not, they've, they've thought about clueless twats like us. <laughs> <laughs> Walking about, like, like, I couldn't ch- chop somebody up with an axe today. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try it on one of the drinks. <laughs> Smash! <laughs> it is sharp. Start chucking points at me, you know, swinging it like, <laughs> like, like a new take oh, on right, clear right. pitch and shoot. Pull! This is the, yeah. Tell you what, there's there's a gap in the market for there is, uh, yeah, yeah. clear axe clay bottle shoot bottle <laughs> clear bottle shoot. Okay, <laughs> now man, we are a football podcast, aren't we? Yes. This is more are. like um, this is more like um, a a Chava version of um, I don't know what's that the Diary Lump. of a CEO. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. better. Our, our podcasts always start with us chatting a bit of shit about what we've been doing. So yeah, usually you're angry about something. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I, w- I think I would have been angry if I hadn't got this lovely yeah, little. I think that's just cheering um, you up. It's it's ruined everyone's day that you haven't got something you're angry but, about. But I know. well, I can I can get I can get angry really quick. But for anybody who's not watching it, it's a it's a full zip black uh, training top with the Smart. old retro Sun and Ship badge. 
It's nice, isn't it? Apparently, we're bringing it back next year. I don't know why, but then red piping around the outside of it for anybody who's not watching. But the I, the thing it is is a topic then, right? So you get all these clubs, right? And around about the two thousands, we were we were part of it, who changed their original badge, um, to I, I mean I don't know what the I don't think it was just a marketing decision, but like went through that stage of where they changed it into like a really over elaborate stab like um what they're called almost like regal badge like our badge now currently has got like rather than modernized it was the opposite it was like more like traditional is the word i was looking for like like our one pretty (laughs) yeah like where was that like you'd always have like the stereo like lions on the shield and then like nil desperandum and all that fucking bollocks around it then we've recently started like obviously the retro things took on throughout 2000s and it's like massive now but I'm looking at like just as a marketing standpoint, the older badge because it's so simple in design. It's just red and white with a football in the middle and then a ship across the top with the name. Surely that would be much cheaper to mass produce than it would be for the elaborate Roman typography and then the different areas of the cut. I mean, I like the current badge. Don't get us wrong. Like I'm just trying to see if we've got it there. Like. Yeah, it's like I couldn't remember if it was hanging up or not. But like, it, there's the, like, good example, the proper old badge. Yeah. If you, everyone's watching, that's what we went to in what late nineties. Yeah, with the owl and the extra bits and yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't miss statement. Yeah, it's a bit much, isn't it? But I mean, you can. T- it seems, but it seems now that because of like the monetary thing behind it all and trying to mass produce and make it easier to print and all that kind of stuff. It's went the opposite way around um, where, whereby trying to make things simpler again. Yeah. So I think that's what's happening now, really. So, but I, I like so. the old badge. Hey, I like the old badge. Like I liked I like the one current. I've got on now. Like a... I actually really like our current one. Speaking of Sheffield, check out you getting somebody the sack. My good friend Alex Neal. Oh yes, but also seven <laughs> points from three games. Who would have thought? What happened here? Not league anymore, mate. I, I tell you what. I put a really there's, there's... cringe joke in our group chat, didn't I? And I think you nearly yeah. died when I put that in there. I did. Do you want to tell everybody? Because uh, I don't. Yeah, I think I just I'll... said Danny's on a roll. <laughs> it's full... still fucking brutal, that man. Yeah, there's some tumbleweed somewhere, isn't there? <laughs> so... Right, yeah. I mean, I'm watching it roll past again. I thought I'd seen the last of that. <laughs> Another pun there. <laughs> watching it roll past. <laughs> but the, the thing is, though, when you sent us it, I was like, he's he's really proud of himself there. Like, No, he was just heavily intoxicated, I think. <laughs> 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 uh, so it was it was everybody uh, on top form. Anyone like suffering? No, no one was like violently ill. Um, we we're all on good form though. It was a good. good laugh. Yeah. I mean, I say this, there was plenty of beers to be had. I was pleased with that. Yeah, and the thing is, it's quite funny. Towards the end of the night, we went to a place that was quite quite small, but quite like rammed and really mm-hmm. loud music, and we were all stood there like going. Yeah, it's too loud for us. <laughs> <We had> to... 
you all, all came to the same realization at the same time that oh actually we are middle-aged men this isn't <laughs> exactly what the fuck what, are we doing but, here <laughs> but do you, know, do, do you know what right there's a period like i've definitely had a moment like that before and like I, I, do you know what like when you were, when you i say when you're a kid people probably still look at us like we're kids i look mm-hmm. like a kid still so i become under a different category but i think like isn't it nice to be middle like I, well i hope 34 isn't middle-aged like because no, i'd like a few young, more years than i still but, young you know you know what i'm getting at like yeah. isn't it nice when you get to a certain point in your life and you're just like no, I, I am too fucking old for this. Like, I can't be arsed. <laughs> so you go home and you're like, I've got a Champions League final to fucking contemplate here. <laughs> My God. But yeah, I was texting you. The reason the Danny Roll came, uh, Joe came about is because I think I was texting you the results, wasn't I? You were, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Use, we use, use on commute or like you were either there and changing and stuff. So I know you wouldn't have been able to like, set up the old uh, VPN in uh, Amazon <laughs> stick to watch it. Yeah, we were um, we were getting ready to go out, and then we went. We managed to get out about, what, our bus four sort of time? So when it was mm. all finishing. But then the place we went to had no signal. So, mm. and no TVs. So, yeah. Uh, oh, uh, well. Poor. So poor. you went to, so you went, the, so you went to a bunker. Yeah, <laughs> we went to a bunker for some burgers. <laughs> then, like, then we left and watched the um, what was it? The R five kickoff was that? Who was it? Winner? Uh, on Ars- the night, Villa. Yeah, it was. Yeah, watched John McGinn for ninety minutes stick his ass into Arsenal players, ah, shielding well, yeah. the ball. He loves it, man. McGinn. He's so unorthodox. I like him. He's obviously a really he's good player. But... He looks unorthodox. <laughs> but he's, he's, uh, but he's somebody, somebody <laughs> said uh, it was. I was watching a, um, I was watching a clip on John McGinn. Well, not on John McGinn. It was a podcast talking about. Um, I watched the, it was the making a, of John it, McGinn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, I, 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 well, the mate. Well, that's the that's the creation. It was more that. Uh, the Mike making of uh, 18, 18 plus film that year. You've got to be careful. <laughs> Don't Google how John McGinn was made. That's all I'm saying. You, yeah, you, you'll be worried about what you find. In Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Someone poured about... iron brew into a deep fried kebab and it made John McGinn. <laughs> <laughs> and what a player. Hell of a player. But I was, but I was, I was watching, um, I, I think he's a, uh, he's a, uh, He's, he's a guy who does the podcast. You'll, you'll know him. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he was saying, and he made like a valid point. He was like, I think he's a Chelsea supporter, and he was, yeah, sorry, he is a Chelsea supporter. Um, and he was talking about how the fan base is so like messed up because we've spent 100 million on Caicedo, um, 100 million on um, Enzo. Yeah. And they were like, oh, mint, mint, mint. But then if they'd assigned John McGinn, because of his name, and it's John McGinn from Scotland, the fan base would have ripped into Chelsea and like, oh, like, what the hell is this? This isn't good enough. When he's clearly a better player than both of them, and I would yeah. have to agree. No, yeah, it's it's wild, isn't it? Sometimes they were certain fan bases want an exotic name when <laughs> when like at the end of the day, an exotic name doesn't make you a better footballer. Nah, nah, it doesn't. It, but uh, I do. 
like in some circles, I still don't... Yeah, they do. It might get you more opportunities. Mm. It's just to have an exotic name, but yeah. The the crazy thing is though, I I look at Chelsea like we've talked about it before, but they're. I understand their contractual idea of spreading the cost out so they can get around FFP, but Mud like Mudrick, Kaiseido, Enzo, who else have they signed? That uh, Nkunku and somebody else, Nicholas Jackson. Um, Jackson. There was another I mean, he player like, like a, a proper nineties footballer, Nicholas Jackson. To be fair, like Nicholas Jackson. Yeah, but I, I can't. I just don't understand because now, like, obviously they're going to fail. They're not going to get. They're not going to get any European football, which is going to wreck them financially. And they've got players that clearly aren't good enough to be at Chelsea. I know that they need to bet in and blah blah blah, change manager, but like, they're clearly not good enough for Chelsea and what they need now. But how are they going to like bounce back from that? Because they've got eight-year deals, seven-year deals, like. That's the thing. Like, you're not going to make your money back, really, because you're still going to be paying for that player probably, when you sell them on. Mad. Which is going to be... Because they're spreading the cost of the transfer over the contract. Uh, Selling a player on doesn't mean you just void that transfer originally. You still have to pay for him until the end of that contract, don't you? So, yeah. I think one of their good signings, though, was Cole Cole Palmer. I thought that was a good, good bit of business. But it was odd, though, wasn't it? 40 million. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, he, well, he's paid it back in some of his goals. I know that a lot of them have been penalties, but you still have to score them. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, you, could have, you could have missed them. But yeah, I think he makes sense because, like, for quarters as well. So that's always going to inflate your price because he's English and young. So that's like an extra 10 million on top straight away. So yeah. probably looking at 30 million for him. It's probably a reasonable price in the Premier League, which is obscene yeah, exactly. to say. And I, it's but, just some b- bizarre transfers as well. Like, I feel like they were just buying whoever anyone else was interested in. Like, mm. I mean, like, it seems a bit odd, but like that seems. Like I see be, a, I'm yeah, sure he buying. was nailed on for Liverpool, and then Chelsea just. Well, like, oh yeah, he was nailed well. on for for Liverpool. He said he didn't want to play for Liverpool and wanted to go to Chelsea. <laughs> but then they signed him, and then they signed Lavia as well. And well, Lavia hasn't. Fifty-three minutes, fifty-three million, and he hasn't played played at all. But he's That's the weird. same position as she spent one hundred and fifty-three million on two defensive midfielders, just because you didn't want anyone else to have them. I'm sure Todd, Todd, I bet Todd Borley likes football manager like. That's just what you do. I reckon he's just really active on Twitter, to be honest. Whatever it's called, well, <laughs> it oh like, yeah, it's Twitter. It's Twitter. It'll always be Twitter. It's just like when they change the names of football I stadiums for the sponsors. Is trending. Oh, let's buy him. Like it'll probably if you if you if we. That's what social experiment time. You need to get as many people as possible to get a really it's average footballer trending on Twitter, and see if Chelsea should... buy him in the January transfer window. <laughs> who would it be? Who who would be your average player? Who would be your average player? Harry Winks. Yeah. Harry Winks. Yes. Harry Winks. Let's get him trending. Get him, get him trending. But he's just had a move, so probably all been work. Needs yeah, to be somebody currently at the team. Now, don't we? Um, who? I don't know. Yeah, Can't think we'll, of it. We'll like, one, there's, there's, there's too many average players in the Quite Premier right. League anyway. 
then you would be able to really tell whether Chelsea's transfer policy is entirely based, based off, off Twitter. Based off of X. <laughs> based off Twitter. Mine, though, I'd say about, like, um, reviews and things, because we haven't had a chance to go back and, well, because we've dove straight into the episode, um, we made some reviews, and I was quite close, you know. The, the one thing I didn't expect was... I mean, I, I think I was probably being a little bit over optimistic. Over optimistic is what I was trying to say. But with the Plymouth, we obviously got beat two 0 off Plymouth. Um, but I did call out Whitaker being like their main, like main danger man, and he scored against us. And we were so poor, man. Like I don't know, I don't know what happened. And then I was right about West Brom beating Ipswich. I saw that coming. Which yeah. was which was good, and then you We're massively right got right. Yeah, yeah, you got right both, totally especially pulled. the Blackpool one. Blackpool was like well within yeah. your favour. You said to score goals, and yeah, I said they score goals and they're beating teams more comfortably. Whereas Pompey were playing teams at the lower end of the table and were scraping wins. And I thought, mm. I know Pompey hadn't lost at that point in the season. I thought Blackpool were playing too well. They and they beat them what four nil was it? I think they just absolutely pole axed them. But um, yeah, I called Sheffield Wednesday losing 2 1 as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, oh, well, should we join some breaking news? Yeah, I mean, it's not really breaking news, it's more breaking, more rumours, really. Yeah. But I'll I'll segue slightly to it. So the following week after that, so I think we should do some more predictions because. I mean, we might we might turn into like a tipster podcast. Who knows? We still haven't well, found yeah, out niche we'll yet. Right, so. We'll get them right. But as soon as you put money on anything, it'll just go to the fucking shit. But anyway, yeah, yeah, just don't the, put any money. Uh, yeah, don't put any money on it. We'll just take the bragging rights. But the yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> and then after the Plymouth defeat, I went to the Huddersfield game. So segue into something. Two, it's gonna. Like a like a snake, like a fork tongue. It's going to go off into two directions here. So we then went to Huddersfield. Uh, well, sorry, we played Huddersfield at home, which was on Sky. It was freezing cold, and it was a late kickoff. And all of those details will become relevant in just a second. We got beat off Huddersfield, and then we went to Millwall and drew one one. And we were kind of lucky, and the performances weren't great. And it was just like. The substitutions that were being made was a bit strange. Like he was bringing Pritchard and Dak, which is basically the exact same style of player, like a ten and little, and tries to link the play. And yeah. he made those same substitutions in all three games. And it, in hindsight, maybe it was him trying to make a point, but ultimately those three results cost Tony Mowbray his job over the course of this season, which he, he overachieved last season. I think we wanted somebody else. And well, we definitely did want somebody else now with the fact we've sacked him at the first opportunity. I really like Mowbray. I wish nothing but the best for him. I really like him as a guy and I think we played some of the best football I've ever seen under him. So I've got not a bad word to say against Tony Mowbray. Sad to see him go, but I trust the club in their processes, the buzzword in like choosing an ex-manager, which is what is the breaking rumour that apparently um, I'm leaning to. And we've mentioned on, you'll be very familiar with him, but... Sunderland board are leaning towards Will Still for the managerial role. However, compensation for him and his backroom staff remain remain the stumbling block. Tim Helberg emerges as a strong second choice, praised for his budget budget management and talent development. 
uh, and we've ruled out Paul Heckenbottom, which he was never really. Uh, it, that would have just been out of convenience. <laughs> but like, he doesn't fit the what we're trying to achieve. However, we did originally when Mowbray at the end of the season, there was rumours that we were going to sack him and appoint the manager who is currently the manager of Nice, who are flying. So, again, hindsight's a thing where was Tony Mowbray, was there a bit of a falling out? Probably. He wasn't the first choice for manager, but he was the person that we wanted to stabilise us. He's obviously stabilised us and got us into the playoffs. So, there's a bit of a, like, a, actually, we're ahead of the schedule, but we want somebody a bit more in the ilk. Will Stills, yeah. like, the model person. Like, as soon as we started, like, looking at managers... My brother keeps pushing like uh, Nuno Santos. Uh, is it Esposito Santos, the old Wolves manager? Oh yeah, he's in. Um, is he still in? No, he's gone. Saudi? No, he's is gone. He free now. He, is he got he? the he got the sack at um, El Al Hilal because of uh, the stuff with Benzema. Oh yeah, yeah, didn't get on. But nah, I, I think I think he, he. Do you know what? Like as much as I've joked with him, he he kind of makes sense, but. If we are going to go off what Sunderland's trying to achieve, like Will still is like the, he's like the he's the, the young up and coming box made like he's if you could if they could dream up a manager, that would be it. You would want somebody who's young, really successful, high win percentage, worked under really extreme circumstances, made his way up, and is young and got like is a coach. He's not got yeah. experience as a manager. He's a coach. He is like the ideal candidate, and I'm. You can probably tell now because I'm getting animated. But if oh. we appoint him, I would be very, very excited. I don't mean we're going to win the league or anything like that, but I'd just be really excited by that appointment. The second guy that they're looking at, which is this Kim Helberg, he hasn't really done much in the Nordic leagues, but the, he like over achieved because the the budgets and the parameters that he was set like i think they finished like mid table but like overperformed if you know what i mean they were expected in typical yeah, yeah. relegation or finishing in the bottom bottom two and i know nothing about him other than what wikipedia says you probably know more about that league than i well you definitely know more about that league than i however just because of the names that we were linked to with the rumors around Mowbray before the end of last season and where they are now, I'm like, fuck it. Like, whoever the appointment is going to be the right person. I think Will Still is probably going to be... He would be fantastic for you. Mm. 100%. It's exciting. I'm, I'm wondering, though, does... So this has been a thing at rhyme, Rhymes, or however you say them, since he's been there. So he doesn't hold a UEFA Pro licence. Mm. And they pay a €25,000 fine for every match. So yeah. that shows you how good he is. Mm. And he doesn't have the license. Yet they're willing to pay a fine every time he manages the team. I'm not sure if he's got it now, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I think he was working towards it at the time. He thinks yeah. he's probably got the qualification. However, the, like that's the other thing as well. He's bi like bilingual. Like he's fluent in French, and we've got a lot of French players. He's like literally, he's the ideal. Yeah. If, if you were gonna, if, if if me and you were gonna dream up a manager for Sunderland now, he ticks every single box. So as soon as he was linked, I was like, yeah. But weirdly, I thought he would probably be too, not too big for the club because we are a big club. But like, I feel like 
Do you know his what I mean? Name carries like, a bit of weight because he's in I... the, he's in the media quite a lot. But I think he's quite grounded. And I think if they if someone said to him Sunderland, they probably got a lot more budget than Rhymes. Like I know he's in the top top French league, but what? How much mm. further is he going to be able to take them? Realistically, are they going to get in the Champions League? Probably not. Sunderland are a bit Maybe bigger of a club, even though they're not in um, the Premier League or anything like that. But then the Championship yeah, I... is, is attracting a lot of <laughs> talent and things because of the the money. There's a lot more money in the Championship than a lot of leagues. I think as well, like because we've clearly got a direction of going with young foreign talent as well. Um, there's a, like a, yeah. a, a maybe a core group of English players or British players, and then the, the, the French lads that we brought in, like uh, uh, um, Oshish, I think his first name is. He never heard of him, and uh, I know the French league's quite renowned for having like good players, but like relatively unknown. Mm-hmm. But we've signed him, and he he like he's just I wouldn't even say he's raw talent. He's arguably one of the best technical players I've seen. Like, And if he played for somebody else, it would be hard to say because I wouldn't see him as much as obviously I do because I'm a Sunderland fan he plays for us. But like, if he was in another team, he's one of them players where you look at and like, you go, oh, hang on. Like, he's got something about him. Like, he was unlucky not to score last week. Uh, on Saturday, sorry, he hit the post. But yeah, but the, the, the breaking is is that Will still looks like he's the, the, the main guy. And I know it'll probably just be like rumours resurfacing and circulating back to the top of Twitter and stuff, but there's more reputable like um more reputable Twitter um sources starting to come out with that. But do you know what? Like it like it, it was weird. It was just weird seeing Mowbray go because it was not unexpected, but it was maybe earlier than expected because I I didn't think he'd see out the season. And if he did yeah. see out the season, I knew he wasn't going to be there next year. Well, not next year, you know what I mean? Next season. Because next year is in like two weeks. <laughs> I'm recording this. Well, he didn't see out next year either. Did he? Yeah, like... he didn't. He didn't see out next year. I was right. But yeah, mate, I, uh, it's 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 exciting. I mean, we got a result against West Brom, who were in decent form, strong side, kicked the living shit out of us. To be fair, and uh, it, but like physically, I don't mean like battered us in the game or anything. Uh, got a win. The, it was two one, but we conceded straight after we scored and. We should have seen the game out 2-0, really, but it was just a bit of lap. You're, you're more vulnerable when you score, you know, that old adage. Yeah, yeah. And then I watched the, the end of the Stoke game, because obviously we were an early kickoff, and I watched the end of your Stoke game, and it was baffling. Like, Stoke were in such bad form, and I mean, I took, like it's it's nice to say I told you sort of people, but like, I, can't, I don't think there's probably a manager, m- maybe Nathan Jones... Who has fumbled a job as badly as he has? Just like, and again, I'm not talking bigger Sunderland just because I, I am a Sunderland fan. I think most people would agree that Sunderland, as a club now, is a good opportunity. We used to be a basket case of a club, but now I think there's more potential there. Like our squad's got more value, we've got young talent, we're more promising, and Alex Neil had all of that. This, the fans were like, we sell out games, like. Like on 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 occasion, not all the time, obviously. But to to think Stoke was a better opportunity after he just beat them and seen the state of them in, I think it probably just goes to show his arrogance has probably got the better of him. Yeah, he yeah. signed a bunch of players. 
because somebody put on Twitter, who leaves at the time he was still here, Ross Stewart, Patrick Roberts, and Jack Clark to go and work with Dwight Gill. Yeah, that's true. Like it's, it's bizarre, isn't it? I uh, suppose he wanted to work in his his own kind of parameters, which the Stoke board obviously offered him offered him a lot more money than what we were willing to. Even though we did offer him a pay rise to stay, he he's left and he's just made no improvements. Like, he, I, if anything, he's made them worse. Yeah, no. Like, you look at their last three games. Obviously, lost to us this weekend. Just gone. Before that, lost to Plymouth. Before that, got battered by QPR. And you're thinking mm. Stoke realistically should be winning all three of those games. Realistically, should shouldn't they? But the, the mad so thing I've seen now: twenty eighth of October. So like, it's a long time. It's, it's a, do you know what it is as well? Like, and I don't know if it's like fan delusion or if it's like because every fan does it. We've done it before, where we've always like I forgot who when we were in. Like maybe when we first came down in the championship or one of the seasons we sacked our managers in the Prem, we were like convincing ourselves, like, I don't know, like Sam Allardyce was going to come back in League One. It's mm. like, it's just never going to happen. But when you're in dire need and desperation as a fan, it's amazing what you'll concoct in your mind. But like, I've seen rumours that Graham Potter potentially going to Stoke. I was like, there's no That's way. A drop. That seems there's ridiculous. There's no way he would be at Stoke. And there's no way his stock... I think if it, if Pochettino had come back and had Chelsea in the top six, then maybe Potter would have been looked at differently. But obviously Pochettino's come in and the worst... It's struggled. Like, yeah, yeah. The, do you know, out of 44... Like, I think they've won like four games out of 44. Hmm. It's abs- Like, it's shocking. They've got less points over that period of time Listen to the clubs, than Bournemouth, Notts Forest, and Everton. And oh, if... Everton's slightly skewed because they're, cause they're dropped yeah. into that position because of the points deduction, but still over that period of time. It's horrendous. Well, Everton would be ninth if they didn't have their points deduction. They'll be way above Chelsea like in the league. Yeah, this season, yeah. I, but it's just like the names when you look at the, um, the... The reason I said that is just because if you look at the, the obviously the teams in the bottom, like six, you've got Forest, Wol- Wolves and yeah, Fulham yeah. have now pulled away from it a bit. But like you, you, Everton's, your Forests, those those teams, they shouldn't be anywhere referenced anywhere in terms of like points totals to Chelsea. Oh, no, no, they shouldn't. But they're just... It just it's just... I heard that stat and I was like, that is insanely bad. Yeah, it is. It is awful. Like, genuinely, if Chelsea continue the way they are, they're going to be in a relegation battle at 100%. some way or another. If if the other if the three teams at the bottom pick up some kind of form, if they just What's go- stay a bit shit, then they're going to be all right. But like, you think Everton would be above them if they didn't have their points deduction? Like, they're not far off. Like Forest, Fulham, that Wolves—they're not far off those teams, no. and they're—they're they're probably in worse form than a lot of them. You see Fulham like winning quite comfortably the weekend. the weekend as well, yeah. So they're breathing down their neck, aren't they? Like what's what's stop the, the what's stopping the teams now? Like I know Luton were—I would say it unlucky, like they took the lead against City, but I don't think anyone even thought. I think it was just meant that City had lost the clean sheet. Nobody really thought that they were going to beat them, even draw with them, to be fair. But mm. 
I think what's going to save like Forest, Palace, Bournemouth is how bad the bottom three have been. And yeah. I know Wilder, Wilder got a win at the weekend, um, 1-0 against uh, Brentford, I think it was. Was it Brentford? I, I don't know. I'll have to have a look. I'm pretty sure it was Brentford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Brentford, 1-0. What a goal, by the way, by McAtee. But, um, they're not I a just, Premier League team at all. Nah, they're I not mean, equipped. I'm going to be really biased, aren't I? Let's put it this way. Like, I'm, well, I'm delighted that Sheffield United are rubbish. Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you want to you want to hope that Danny keeps his role going, um, so you can potentially play them next season. Well, yeah, fingers That's, crossed. And listen to this segue. I'm full of segues today, mind. Actually, oh, that's uh, right. You're on one. I know, but well, I, I was I'm bragging about my segues. I'm, I'm I'm rolling about. I'm bragging about my segues and forgot I didn't segue to something else. So one was about Tony Mowbray being sacked and will still. The other thing was just a recap. I listed the teams. Yeah. Uh, West Bromwich Albion, Tuesday night, late kickoff on Sky, bitter cold. Huddersfield, late kickoff on Sky, bitter cold. Lost both. Going to the game tomorrow with the same person I had the the other two games. The ticket sat with him again, which is Johnny, the the insurance man. Going to the game with him. It's a late kickoff. It's a Tuesday night. It's going to be cold. I told my brother to bet his mortgage that we lose tomorrow, and we're playing Leeds. Leeds, 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 Leeds. Be a good game. It will be a good game, game, but. I'm gonna like I'm going to the game. No, we're gonna lose, and it's not because it's Leeds. I know they're in good form and they're playing good football, but it's just because when I get a ticket off Johnny, we we get beat. It doesn't matter who it is. We get beat like Huddersfield for fuck's sake. <laughs> and West Brom was shite. It was just as Carber uh, had taken over, and it was shite at the time. Came here, we won the up as well. Even worse, grim. But anyway, yeah. So that was the other segue. So I was saying, Will still was the breaking news. And then the other segue about the form results was, I'm going to the game tomorrow. And every time I go to the game with Johnny, we get beat. So. Fair enough. And then I forgot what I was going to move to now. What was the thing that you were just talking about? What I was talking oh, about. Derbies. Did you see the cup draw? I haven't. Let me have a look. You... Well, I'm sure you can put two and two together to who we drew. Oh, Newcastle. <laughs> Parking out. <laughs> I was in the FA Cup, that was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've okay. drawn them. January 6th, we play at the Stadium of Light. Now that'll be brutal. a game, <sighs> That'll be a game. It'll I mean, it's... I, I can never remember. I sort of paid half pet Cardiff. Oh, yeah, that's why I couldn't remember, because it was yeah. the most boring fucking game in the whole thing. <laughs> They should but pick that one for the telly thing... just to put people to sleep. Maybe they should put it late mm. in the evening on a Friday. The... Put people to the... sleep, that'd do. I... Now, the thing is, though, had we not drawn Newcastle, I wouldn't know who we were playing. Like, 100% we wouldn't know who we were playing. Yeah. However, just I... it's we haven't had a derby in so long because we've been shit and been relegated and can't compete. And then, they're obviously, they're in the fucking Saudi league, basically. Mega money. So the the derby is what it once was, and this is me trying to undersell it. The derby is it once was is dead. As soon as they got took over, it it was done. That's it. Yeah. Cause yeah. Like, because we can't compete. Like, and that might open us up to being 
having the piss took out of us, but we can't. We we'll never be able to compete with the level of money that they've got, and we shouldn't be able to because when you've got infinite uh, funds. But anyway, it's really exciting because it's like we've got it's the it's the first time properly where we've got nothing, literally nothing to lose. All of the pressure is on them because if they do win, it has to be by a massive margin because they're a Champions League club. And they're this big, massive club that they, they say they're entitled to be. The other thing is if they, like, like you say, so if they've, they've got to win one because they haven't won a derby in Christ knows how many years and times and attempts. Second thing is if they do win, they need to win heavily because we're a little mm-hmm. old club, a relevant club according to them. And the other thing is they've played Paris Saint-Germain, Dortmund, Milan, and we're still their biggest game this season. Like they've not <laughs> like it's all over Twitter. Like, Living oh god, we're gonna smash they're gonna smash us and we're like, mate, like whatever. But the thing is, like, when they I, I inevitably I think they'll beat us. Um but there's that little twinkle and little voice in the back of my head going. You never know, like But you I, might I just feel like, I feel like they're gonna take it seriously, to be fair. Like Yeah but... they will. There's a few... I'm looking at the draw now. There's a few games in there you think, yeah, they could be interesting. But wouldn't it be hilarious if we beat them? Oh, yes, it would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? you uh, hilarious. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Like, do you know what? Like, It's because I know we're going to get beat, and rightly so. But can you imagine the embarrassment? <laughs> it I just, oh my god! Like it'd be so amazing, and I'm not saying that from a p- p- perspective that I believe it's going to happen. It'd just be absolutely brilliant if it did. So... <laughs> That'd be nice, though, wouldn't it? Little cup run, beat Newcastle. Little cup run, get oh. someone like bloody Stockport or something. If we, if we beat, I would happily, I'd happily go out of the cup if to beat them. Like, no, no question about it. I would happily go out to Stockport in the next round. I'd go out against a national league club in the next round. Couldn't give a fuck. Because it'd just be uh, Eastley. Oh no, not Eastley. Because our old manager was there. Uh, old owners there. Fuck him. Yeah, they beat um, Reading in the last round, didn't they? Wow, criminal that mind. Eastleigh are on the up though, and Reading are seriously on the down. There's potential they could be in the same league next year. So, yeah. yeah but but the, the, the thing I don't get with um, Reading uh, uh, is why they give that guy the job. No idea. Why did he take it? Why would you make that your first managerial job? Because like he did, he didn't really do anything with Southampton. Obviously, he went down with them, but the damage was done before. But like, surely there must have been something else on the table other than Redden. Like, like yeah. I mean, to be fair, if he wants to be a, a football manager, that's yeah, true. Start start at the bottom, but like, I mean, that's not really. But Redden's not starting at the bottom, though. I mean, it's starting with nothing. You're making it hard for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> uh... You can't really. You basically here's a job. You can't put your mark on it. It's basically put out fires. That's that's all Reading is. He would have been better off taking a National League team or a League Two team that have got some kind of established thing where you can build build something. Whereas mm-hmm. Reading, you're just putting out fires. Inevitably, they're going to be relegated, aren't they? So 
it's I mean I don't know where they are in the league. I let me have a look. Bottom. Uh, either bottom or second last, bottom. They? No, yeah, I, think I think they so. would be even with their points deduction, they'll still be like right at the bottom, wouldn't they? Even without their points yeah. deduction, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. it's just They're playing kids though, aren't they, as well? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's tough. Cir- don't get me wrong; it's tough circumstances and that. But like, fuck me, like, uh, it, it's just, it's just. I don't know. It's another club to add to the list, isn't it? Of just like mismanagement and. Mm. But uh, it's but anyway, on that list. One but of anyway, on that list. Yeah. So what I thought we'd do now is because. Basically, I said hello to you and then talked at you for 43 <laughs> minutes, probably. <laughs> Why don't we take one of your famous quick short breaks and when we come back, we can go into a football manager update. Oh, that'd be lovely. Because I've got a few That's... things to update. How are you, lad? How are you, lads? Quick short break. And we're back, lad. Back from our quick short so, break. There's so a few we've kept every... thoughts there, but... <laughs> oh, no, a few a few snorts, a few chuckles, but hey, because uh, I've talked and talked and talked and talked and talked, which I like to do. The floor's yours, mate, and I'm ready to hear the latest on your... Um, <laughs> what? Wait, uh, I can't even remember the name of the... Your, your alias it's again? If you remember his name, yeah, yeah. It's not my, it's... my Scottish pseudonym. <laughs> uh, it's just your Scottish pseudonym. I know it is... Um, I, don't, I know it's not, but I just keep wanting to say Neville Longbottom. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Jimmy Jimmy Broadfoot. Jimmy so how's Broadfoot. Jimmy Broad? How's, how's Jimmy getting on in the Asian leagues? Oh, tell us. He's he's still at Eastern, still at Eastern oh. Sports Club. <laughs> five titles in a row now. No way. Five Premier League, like uh, Hong Kong Premier League titles. I've we've won two. Uh, senior Shields, which are like the FA Cup equivalent. There is something called the Hong Kong FA Cup, which we've come runners up in five times in a row. But <laughs> is, it, is it the same? Is it the same bogey team? It's that. No, it's not the same bogey team. We've we've been smashing them in the last couple of seasons. But like, <laughs> we've got another bogey team now, and they're called Kitchy, and they are the probably the second best team in the Hong Kong league. And like, if I, one of my players. A lot of the time, if your players are out of contract, they tend to not stay. There's a quite a big turnaround of squads. And mm-hmm. um, most of my players leave. If they do leave, they go to Kitchy. So oh, okay. it's, it's, it's a bit of a rivalry going on there. The, the last season that just happened, so there's 22 games in the league, right? 20 mm-hmm. games into the league season, we are 20 wins. <laughs> Fucking hell. We come up so, against... Uh- Hong Kong Rangers in the next game and bear in mind, Hong Kong Rangers are one of those teams that uh, they consistently finish in the top four they're not going to challenge for the title but they consistently finish not in, they're one of the half decent teams in the league beat us 1-0 in the last minute banana skin the team 1-0 in the last minute they beat us in the 21st game of the season and then in the 22nd game of the season we won (laughs) 9-0 So it's like, really? Really? But yeah, it's the the exciting thing about the season that just gone was 
You know the AFC Champions League that I tell you about that we get absolutely dicked in every fucking season and <laughs> so it's just a case of trying to not lose, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We came up against a team from South Korea, one from Japan, and one mm-hmm. from Thailand. That was our group. So because Ooh. I've been performing quite well in the AF- AFC Cup, which is like the UA- Europa League sort of thing, I got to uh-huh. like a semi-final in that because it's teams like that are relevant to us, like teams from Macau and things like this. Like uh-huh. We actually, uh-huh. the coefficient went up. So we actually got an automatic qualification place to the AFC Champions League group stage just for winning the league. So I'm automatically in this group stage and I'm playing teams from Japan, China, Thailand, Korea, like straight off the bat. And these are teams that are my best player wouldn't even be in their reserves. (laughs) Okay. I managed to get two wins. (laughs) Two wins. Which has done wonders for our budget. But we beat... This was the best... So Sanfrecce Hiroshima... They won the J League, right? Mm-hmm. We beat them in the AFC Champions League. <laughs> 2 0 <nil>. at home. <laughs> shithouse. Absolutely. You should have seen it. It was an absolute shithouse. I think they had like 80% possession, 40 shots. <laughs> we had two. <laughs> we won 2 0. Oh, yeah, if you don't. Absolutely beautiful. If you don't stick it in the onion from, bag. Yeah, we beat a team from Thailand as well. In the away match against them, though, we lost eight nil. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that. But <laughs> like to actually so, uh, get two wins in the AFC Champions League is we've actually gone up again incredible. in the coefficients. So like, <laughs> just for actually competing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, so the mad. Thing mad. Is, the mad thing about it is though this five foreign players rule, which is um, is difficult. Because the, 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 the national passports and stuff, them, they're not great. Like all my best players are foreign imports, yeah. And I'm trying to sign players who've got that sort of second nationality. So if they they're sort of been in, in the Hong Kong league for a long time, but they're Brazilian, they they won't count as a foreign player. That sort of thing. I had eight foreign players, but I was rotating them to try and keep their game time up and they always just were pissed off like I, I, why am I not playing why am I not playing so this season I've let three of them go so I can just sort of have like the five and they can just play all the time but yeah. it means my team has got worse yeah but, but yeah, then is it not, do you not do you not do you not find though I found on this game I don't know if it's always been like this but I, I feel like it's I don't know it might just be my mind playing tricks on this but I think it's more prevalent that your squad dynamics is like I think that makes a hell of a difference. So like if your cohesion and your dynamic in terms of like your happiness isn't there, like you do suffer for it. Yeah, just yeah. like 100%. there was a pe- there was a period of it's easy, obviously being Man City, but then you've got to compete on all those different fronts. And like there was a I had like a weird spell in my second season with them. I'm in the third now, but with my second season at the start, where like um Haaland was unhappy because of the quality of or the, the the lack of depth in goalkeeper because I sold Edison and signed uh, Restes. I get that as well. 
It's uh, not yeah. just the city. It's also the Hong Kong Premier League that have troubles with lack of goalkeepers. <laughs> but it's like it's it's not more like that might be too like specific. But like I had a number of unhappy players. One because like they wanted to go out on loan because they weren't getting enough game time and stuff, and they were yeah. getting games, but all that kind of shite anyway. But I felt like once I got rid of um, their unhappiness, not just the players, but like once there was more cohesion, I went on this mad run where I think I won in all competitions like twenty five games. Like win, yeah. win, and it wasn't just like one nil. It was like three nil, four nil, six nil. I was hammering teams, but I, I felt feel like that—that that was in line with like the cohesion of the tactics yeah. and then also the happiness of the players. So that sort of stacks up with, like I said, I let go my this guy Terra. You remember Terra? Yeah, he um, he left because he was upset. Um, so I let him go. I, I just said he, his his contract ran out, and I just released him. He was a good, play, a very good player, but like the fact was, I couldn't have that many foreign players, and it would take. It was more difficult getting rid of the other ones because he he played a lot, but he wasn't the best. If that makes sense. People, but and it, the, the, but then what I got rid of him. I think the other players going became happier because they were playing more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which helped. And we won 7-0 our first game of the season. Bear in mind it was against the team that just got promoted. So it is... Still, anyway, though, you still got to... dog shit. But, like, <laughs> one of the things I find that's quite interesting that I'm trying to do, because I'm obviously... I'm about six seasons in now with mm-hmm. Eastern. When I've, when I've got a player who's, like, half-decent but probably not going to get into my first team, but I could probably sell him on or make the other teams in Hong Kong better. Yeah. I try and sort of let him go and then let them go into those other teams. So I've seen a significant improvement in like Kitchi, Rangers, those sort of teams looks, uh-huh. in the Europe in the Asian continental competitions. Mm. So that's quite good. So you sort of like build in the nation in the in league that as well. Because your best players, well, not your best players, but some of your good young players, like Phil Jones, he left. <laughs> that, that young Phil Jones that came through my Phil's, academy. Yeah, not he the... Left, not he's, the playing just, a, he's playing not Rangers mixed up. now. But yeah, not the Rangers, but Hong Kong Rangers. But yeah, it's... Um, yeah, be, ca- be careful with the terminology. Yeah, exactly. Well, they've got the same fucking badge, so... <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the thing, like... Like, I've not gone that obscure, but, like, have you got any other leagues, like, attached on to that so that you could potentially get picked up on? So, like, yeah. uh, potentially going into Europe, like, where where else have you got? So, because the Hong Kong League, the reputation is, like, one and a half stars, mm. my manager reputation is two stars now. So, it's, it's actually really difficult to sort of get your reputation up when you're just winning winning the Hong Kong League every year. Like, my reputation took a massive boost by just winning those two AFC Champions League games. Yeah. So, like, I think it's... So I have to get myself to a point where I can actually move to a decent team. So, if you look at, like, the star equivalent, we... The Hong Kong League is terrible. Like, and then my club is only one and a half stars still, and it, it's not really going to go up. Because we just win mm. the league every year, yeah. But the 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 actual competition it's like is outside great. of it, so it's mm. yeah, it's it's difficult. I did load the English leagues to see where we would sit 
in those sort of star ratings and it is like the national league sort of level like and mm. then you look at so i loaded some equivalent leagues in europe two hours so i put latvia in there northern ireland though like those sort of ones or the ones mm -hmm. slightly higher than that so um belarus and things like this just to see if i could maybe get a move to that side and then you can build it a bit better because if you win the mm -hmm. league in belarus you're in the actual european champions league and that's got a bit more weight so yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it's it's a case of has anything moment, come up has anything come up for like jobs uh brazilian third division <laughs> didn't didn't want it <laughs> 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 they were they were near the near the bottom and i was just like no nah, I'm, I'm all right um mm. i the only other job i went for but really upset the board that i went for this one was in the k league oh okay um, and it was busan i park i don't know if you've heard of them but yeah they nope. had just been relegated from k1 into k2 and they're actually quite a big team um but yeah they signed someone else. They wanted a Korean manager. So, not a Racist Scottish. Pigs. Not a Scottish. Not, not Jimmy Broadfoot. That's br not a Scottish fellow that's fluent in Cantonese, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the accent? <laughs> uh, uh, I, mean, I was just about to try and do a, uh, like a, <laughs> like an impression, but I was going to cross too many races, yeah. throwing boundaries yeah, there, like. It was almost out. It was almost out. I stopped myself. I'm really proud of myself for that. So no, what's the it's... ambition? What's the ambition next then? Is it just to try oh, and find a, I... a similar level European job? Yeah, I think so. And I'm I'm sort of got that one eye on like, do you know what Postacoglu did? Like he started off with the dodgy shit mm. teams in Australia and then worked his way up, did a bit of well, like around there. Work disappeared went into europe and then suddenly has done quite well for himself i'm mm -hmm. thinking yeah maybe jimmy broadfoot could have a similar career path to that just dominate maybe. the hong kong league for ages and then in 10 years time <laughs> someone goes who's this random scottish bloke who used to <laughs> used to manage in hong kong he's managing he's doing really well in the premier league what's that <laughs> why is this why is this scottish bricklayer been left in uh, left in Asia. Like his visa ran out ages ago. Should we not go and like bring him back? Like extradite him. <laughs> he's only he's only got his visa still because um he's actually doing wonders. <laughs> no, no. He's got favours with the uh, with a with Parliament out there. Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's fun though, and that's the thing. Like I think it's got to the point now though that my they we got a bit of money in from the Champions League winning well two winning games in the champions league which mm -hmm. meant we've um actually been able to invest in the youth system so we've we've actually got some youth uh, players coming through who are not terrible which which means that's going to boost our team and we won't have to rely on foreign players but, that'd be better i suppose yeah. there's only so, there's only there is so, only so much you can do like now because like do you would you take a, a hit on titles to build your academy or do you still need to be successful because of the reputation of the club now? I I think if my manager wants a career that isn't just in the Hong Kong Premier League, I need to just win titles, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Go on, Jimmy La. Yeah, you can't... I, I would love to maybe take a hit and not win and let Kitchi win or something like this, but then I'm not in the AFC Champions League because there's only one place. 
and then you then you that's going to be my reputation that's going to damage mine and then that makes it even more difficult to get another job somewhere else so i, I think it's more of a case of win titles win another one like <laughs> win another one and we, start we've, looking. Won, we've won one unbeaten but we drew a game so we that mm-hmm. was the season before last last season we lost one obviously that second last game of the season lost one so it'd be nice just to win all 22 games and then just leave <laughs> Well, mine's not as interesting as yours because I'm City now and I am getting a bit bored, but it's just now it's like it'll get to a point where I could do similar to what you're doing, but for different reasons where I just use, instead of signing players, I just use my youth setup. That that would be the hardest thing, try and win the league with a youth setup. But I'm at the minute, I've just signed... I've just signed a few wonder kids. I don't know if they're regents or not. There's a lad from Tottenham I've just signed called Moore. Um, I've signed a couple of players from Europe who aren't regents. But like last season, I won the Champions League, Carabao Cup and the Premier League. But I won the Premier League in like, uh, it felt like, I don't know, maybe April. <laughs> it was like really, really early. I, I yeah. won the league by about 22 points. It was ridiculous. But then what that allowed us to do is from the minute the title was confirmed, I just started playing the younger teams. And when I was saying about like the cohesion and the dynamic of the squad, because all of that was like almost maximum. It wasn't maximum, but it was like over three quarters for all. Yeah. I was putting anybody in. As long as that, well, I say anybody, I was putting like the second string, maybe a couple of first teamers in there. And I was battering teams like like Newcastle was second, and I beat them four 0 with like my second string. And my second string isn't that good, if you know what I mean. It's not like littered where it's like in each place I've got like a five star player or anything like that. But I've got like I won the title, won the Champions League, won the Carabao, and I've just started the new season. And I only signed like young kids, so I've only signed like seventeen, eighteen year olds. But I'm at the point now; it's just coming to the end of January. I'm top of the league because I've won four out of four. I went unbeaten in pre-season, but my pre-season was the club, the world club championships. Oh, right. Where yeah, I played that, like... Well, by... changed one with the 32 yeah. team, like knockouts yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. So I did that and I beat like Bayern, Real Madrid, Barca, and then Fernabachi and somebody else. Won that, uh, won the Charity Shield and um, won the Super Cup as well. Yeah. So the only thing I haven't won is the FA Cup as me, because I've won I've won the Carabao twice now because I won it with Burnley when I went up. I won League One, won the Championship, done that in the Premier League, and the only thing I want to do now is I'm not asked about the Champions League. Obviously, the board want us to get so far in it, but like I've won it now, so it's to win it again is a good thing. But I'm not going to yeah. beat Real Madrid's record, Premier League titles. I'm not going to get anywhere near Liverpool and. Um, Man United, Haaland doesn't want to sign a new deal and he's on like 600 grand a week and Arsenal's the only team who want to sign him. So I'm a bit like, I'm going to have to sign a replacement for him. Yeah. But I'm strengthening Arsenal, making them. So I'm just a bit like, I'm a bit bored. So I've got the European leagues, but I really want either the Madrid job, which I think I'll get now um, if I applied for it. But Ancelotti's still there. Or I want to go to Bayern, but Pep's there. So Right, okay. But I want to go to another European club now where it's already in the game. But I know what's going to happen is I'll leave City, go to a European club, and then all them wonder kids will make City the best team in the world. So I'm like, 
But that, start again. That's a, that's a challenge, though, isn't it? Because you bought those Wonder Kids and you've created that team, and then it's a case of like, oh yeah, now I have to try and beat my own team. So it gives you that extra bit of challenge. It does, it does. But I'm I'm not quite there yet. Like I'll stick around for another couple of seasons at City. I think definitely this season, unless Real Madrid or Bayern Munich comes up. If it's like, I don't fancy the Barca job for some reason, but they've got loads of young talent, but I just can't be arsed for Barca. I don't know why. Yeah, that's fair. But I've also got the itch to go back to Burnley because they got relegated. They got relegated last season. Gareth Southgate's in charge. (laughs) And they got relegated. And they got relegated. Hmm. Uh, But but they've got a wonder kid that I signed for them called Everici. And... uh, He's a real player, but he's still at Burnley. I tried to sign him, and he wanted like four hundred grand a week. I was like, "Mate, I plucked you from the back arse of nowhere. Who yeah. the fuck are you trying to negotiate with me? Who the do you know? I made you, son. I made you. <laughs> so fucking hell. But I love I, like there's things like where like there's a player at the minute. Um, he's ter- I haven't got my laptop in front of us. Um, Pep Guardiola signed him. I think he's. Um, the pronunciation is going to be shocking here, but it's like Gula. It's like G U with the double dots E R L. I think Gula or yeah, something. He's Turkish. Yeah, real player. Um, Do you play for him at the moment? Then Man City. No, no. He, um, he he was signed in the game. Sorry. Oh, right. Okay. Gula. But Gula or something. Uh, uh, Arda, yeah, Arda yeah, Gula. Arda Gula. Yeah, he's at Real Madrid in real life. Well, he's, <laughs> he's not on my game and he looks good, right? He's only 24 in the game, so I don't know what he is now. He must be about... He was born in 2005. Yeah, Fucking he's 18, hell. I think, at the moment. He was born the URLS school. <laughs> Makes you sick, doesn't it? But he's a, little fucking, he's a little fucking twat. He came knocking on the door saying, look, Gaffer... I'm not getting enough game time. I want to go on loan. I was like, well, no, like I'm going to like just be patient. I'm going to play this season because I've sold Foden to Benfica because he was 20, 29, 30, sold him. I sold a few others, but I can't remember off the top of my head now. And I let people go just because I was like, I need to bring the wage bill down because it's like 8 million, but I need to get to about six because I'm losing too much money. The board always injects money and I always get, beat financial fair play through that somehow yeah but i need to bring it down so it's just i don't have to think about it but the this little twat thought he could like knock on the door and be like look i want to go on loan so send us out on loan you find me alone because i'm out and i was like nah mate that's that's not how it works i'm a champions league winner son sit down calm your fucking nut you're gonna get <laughs> game time Foden's just walked out the door he's yeah. gone to benfica he played. He's played all season right wing. Where do you play? Uh, right wing. Right. So what the fuck do you think that means? Do you think it's going to be game time or you're going out on loan? Yeah. Oh well, I just thought I'd do. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck off. So I told you what. I went. Tell you what, son. You want a loan, do you? How about a permanent? Get yourself to fucking Afghanistan or something. So he's oh, gone back. Up. Oh, he's gone. Twenty six million to. Um, who was it? He nearly ended up at Norwich. Twenty six million, twenty six million to who is it to? It's not even like a, it's not a massive club. It's like a mid table Italian team. 
he's a good player though. Like his stats and he's definitely going to be a player. Like he's yeah. he's um, crossing, he's dribbling, and his shooting was all sixteen pace. He's electric, like perfect winner. Like, was... Udinese he signed for or something like Some, that. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, not Fiorentina, but somebody like Udinese or something. Yeah. But uh, I just couldn't believe it. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you. The first choice right winger in your position is gone. You're dead to me now. I've signed you to fit that. Well, I've got you in mind to fill that position. Yet you're not on my door saying you want to go on loan. Tell you what, mate. Fucking pack your bags. You're gone permanently. Yeah, See you I, later. I had a weird situation similar to that. Obviously not that scale, but it's like I had. Um, I bought. I got a player on a free from the US. His name was um, Connor Washington. He he was. Um, oh yeah. He's not a real player. This was a regen oh. of the same name. <laughs> and he, first day of the season, so they've just come back from their holidays, everything like that. First day of preseason, he comes to me and says, I'm not getting enough games. <laughs> and I, I just looked I, I just looked at that and went, he's upset because he goes, I'm not playing enough games as I should be for my status in the squad. And I was like, it's the first day back of preseason. We haven't played any fucking games. <laughs> and then, and then what the fuck, kept man? Getting pissed off. The worst thing about it was he was quite influential. So the other players were like, "Why are you treating him so badly?" And he's not getting game time. And I was like, "We haven't played any games this." <laughs> so I just took the hit and just said, "Well, if you're going to be like that, I just sell you." Sent him packing back to the US. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like he played. In total, I, I signed him in the January, and this was in July. So he played every match up until the end of the season and then come back from holiday and thought, you know what? I am playing play enough play games, games when I was on holiday. Can you imagine? What do you want to do? Fucking organise friendlies during the season. Like, what do you want to do? Yeah? I, I like your ambition, son, but there's only so many games nice. I can play. I was done with that. I was just like, nah, mate, you're gone. Like, these, yeah. these these players that I signed, like, especially like because the five, five foreign player rule, I had a, a couple of young players coming through. I had an Australian goalkeeper, and he was clearly going to be my number one goalkeeper, and he was going to be the best mm-hmm. goalkeeper that we had. Mm-hmm. But because he was Australian, he takes up a foreign player slot mm-hmm. of those five. And I thought, if he's fucking me off and he's taking up a foreign player slot, he can go. Because I need this goalkeeper, and I'm not having him moaning. Oh, I'm not getting enough game time when I'm on holiday. So fuck's no. sake. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad. It's, it is mad. Like, do you know what I fa- like? What I, the, the hardest thing I've found is selling players at City, just because they're on astronomical wages, and like you try and hire uh, hire an intermediary. Like I spent like almost like a full transfer window. Like for, for like during the transfer window, trying to drum up interest in Jack Grealish because he was on five hundred and seventy five thousand pounds a week. Ridiculous, isn't it? Insane. And I was just like, he's not playing, and there was better players in his position. So on the right hand side, I was playing Foden. On the left hand side, I was playing the lad's name, the Georgian lad that I can never pronounce his name from that league because oh. I signed him. Spats. Begins with a K. Scratch or something. Yeah, that's it. And I'd signed him because one of my jobs was to like sign big name players. So I signed him because I was like, fuck it, he's not going to fold him. So let's sign yeah, him yeah. for 100 mil. And then 
I dropped him into reserves. I was like slagging him off all the time, just like bringing him up and warning him about his conduct. Poor lad was just coming into training. He never turned up late once, and I was just like, "Your conduct is fucking shit." <laughs> he's like, "Well, I, I tend to disagree." And he's like, "Oh well, uh, do you know what? Uh, you know what? Transfer list." And yeah. then I, I hire an immediately, and I like bar with him to say, "Like, look, mate, will you just fucking go? Like, you're not gonna play." It was brutal. It was basically bullying him. I'd yeah. like put him in under 21s, like wouldn't let him play, didn't give him any game time, made him unavailable for under 21s, but left him in the under 21s. Um, and eventually, I, I can't remember where I sold him to now, but uh, it wasn't Saudi Arabia. But um, yeah, I feel really bad. I felt yeah, bad about but... it. Just, just, but it's like, oh, wait, mate, like I, there was good teams, there was teams come in for him, like trying to sign him. He was just like, nah, I'm not interested in them turn them down i'm like me yeah. like fuck like off get, get old billy big boots uh, it's it, the thing that i i find with with my one it's it's quite easier to sell them because most of the players are on one-year contracts if you don't want to keep mm. them you just let it run down don't play them for the rest of the season they're gone in the summer or i've actually i'm actually allowed to sign players for more than one-year contracts now because i've got a bit of money in the in the club but mm. They tend to be the younger ones. I tend to stick like if I got like that Australian goalkeeper. He signed on like a three-year contract at the moment because he's that good. Like he, he, he's the best goalkeeper in the Hong Kong Premier League. Full stop. And he's only mm. nineteen, but like I've still got that Williams Munoz. You know the Chilean player that I told you about that was yeah. really good. Uh, he's thirty-three now. He signed on. Yeah, he's he's in his What's last long term? year of his contract. Eighteen months. No, it's long term, eighteen months. One, like, and, it's, it now. and he said, oh, "I want to move on because I want to go to a bigger team." Uh, he goes, "I want to boost my career and go to a bigger team." It's like, mate, you're thirty three, but like, I sent him on loan to the Chinese Super League because they were the they were a Chinese Super League team wanted him. I was like, "Fair, you can go on loan to this Chinese Super League team because they don't want to buy you and see how you get on." He played no games, came back really pissed off, <laughs> and then played the second half of the season for me and was really good, and he was quite happy. And then in the summer, he comes back and goes, I want to sign for a bigger team. And it's just like, right, mate, now you can fucking leave. Like I've given you your opportunity. You didn't play at a bigger team. <laughs> <laughs> you come back, play you had your chance now. and now you want to leave again to a bigger team. That same bigger team that uh, didn't want to have a good So, yeah. How I, many times, right? Have have you... no, one no one wants him at all because nah. I think that sort of attitude. <laughs> so, I might send him on loan again and just see out his contract for the last end of this year and let him go. But he's a club icon, apparently. Well, oh, <laughs> so it's, it's really difficult. Like, when a lot of my foreign players that come in, they play like 20 games. I had this. Argentinian player, he played 20 games, scored like 18 goals. It was ridiculous. He became a club icon immediately. And then I sold him because he wanted to leave. Yeah. And it was a quite a big uh, transfer. It was like 150 grand I got for him. Like, is a lot for that league. Uh, and um, the fans were like, we're really pissed off. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't want to stay. <laughs> it's like, it's a, like do you, does it get to the point where you've like, at the amount of times I've been sat with my laptop, right, and like obviously me, my wife and daughter, like my daughters, will be asleep at this point because that's when the laptop can come out. Yeah, yeah. 
but and I'll be sat and my wife let me in one sofa as you do. You live your separate lives, but together you cohabit together. And she just watches her on the telly, and I'd seen something, and it was like something had happened, and I, like I'd played one of my youngsters or something in the team, and he must have had about three games in a row. And he fucking next thing I know, knock at me door. I'm like, "What do you want, Daniel? That's his name, Daniel." He comes in. I'm like. What do you want, Daniel? Sit down. He's like, oh, well, well, it's not him. It's his agent, and his agent's oh, fucking yeah. stood there going, uh, giving him the games he's playing above his title, uh, won a new deal. And literally, I audibly just went, oh, fuck off. Like that, and Tasha's like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> I was like, I was just like, oh, man. She's like, what's, what's the matter with you? And I'm like, fucking... <sighs> These football agents, the sharks, no context though. And she's just like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm like, but like, how many times does that happen to you where like, I'll be sat there. I mean, you might not be as audible as me, Matt, and I'm pretty sure you're not as audible as I am. But where you just, you see the message come through and I'm just like, oh. but yeah. it's like, it's it, it's just as much emotion as when somebody emails us at work and it's like, Either just before you're finishing, not even just before the weekend, like just before you're finishing on a Wednesday, or like five minutes before lunch, and somebody messages and said, "You got two minutes," and you're like, "It's not two mm. minutes. It's gonna overlap. I'm gonna have to sit. It's gonna knock all my day out of sync." Now I've got to fucking deal with Daniel's agent coming up to us saying he wants like three times the amount of money. I'm selling Ireland Harland for ninety million to bring the wage budget down, and you think you deserve ninety k because you played three fucking games against Norwich and West Brom. I don't help um, myself I, though because I don't yeah. help myself though because the first thing I do is when the agent comes, I can try and who's, who's walking past? Erlen, go and speak to Dan about not having a contract, will you? So he goes off. Next thing I know, oh, couldn't do it. He's still really unhappy. And like, well, you can fuck off and all. And then the next thing I do is I, I take the lad under my wing and I say, come here, son, come here. <laughs> that agent's not doing right by you. You need to sack him, you know, you need to get rid of him. He sacks him, and then the next thing that comes up is, oh, Daniel's parted way with ex-agent. He's now teamed up with such and such, who is known for touting out his players. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> give the lad a new deal, man. Like, I do it every time, every time. Yeah, I tell yeah. an agent to go fuck himself, try and get somebody else to cheer him up. And when I speak to him, I say, just sack your agent, man. It's fine. You're all right <laughs> with me. Just get somebody else in who's a ruthless negotiator and touts his players out. I'm like, oh, yeah. fucking hell. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Nah, to be fair, it, it is good fun, though. But, um, oh, as you say it's fun, right? You say it's fun, but like I genuinely like it causes a stress. <laughs> I, I get angry, I get stressed out. It's it's not it's and it's a game. I was talking to one of my work colleagues and I was like on the train down to London and like I had a bag packed because I was down there for three days. Yeah. And at nights. And then I had my work bag which I had my laptop in. And I was like, Well, travelling out of hours, laptop. I'll, and might be staying over, so I'll have some time on a night. I didn't on the night, but I was like, commute there, commute back, out of hours, I'll play, right? My bags were so fucking heavy. Like, physically, I hurt myself to play it. I'm like, what yeah. am I doing? It's three <laughs> days. And I was like, I was thinking, oh, God, oh, I've got like, ooh, what, two and a half hours of unadulterated football manager there That's and back. That's like me taking my, like, gaming PC. It basically, <laughs> it, 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 it was a... It was, I may as well have took it like a paving slab with us because my laptop is like a gaming PC just to play Football Manager so I can watch yeah. it in 3D. Absolutely no need to buy that laptop. Bought it just so I can watch little 3D men run about. 
already predetermined. Fucking so cost us a fortune and physically hurt myself playing it. <laughs> Just to play two and a half hours on a train where I could probably do that on a night when I got back anyway. So oh. but mate We do it for here fun. Here we mate. are if that's what you want to call it. But here we are at the end of another episode, mate. Episode 19, Jimmy Fro- Jimmy Broadfoot's Asian Adventure Part <laughs> Jimmy Fraud. Fraud Fraud. Jimmy, Jimmy Fraud. Jimmy the Fraud. <laughs> Jimmy the Fraud. Not that hashtag. Jimmy Broadfoot's a fraud. <laughs> that's who we should try and get successful. you. That's get- no, no, no. That's the guy we should try and get Chelsea interested in. Get them oh, yeah, Jimmy for Jimmy Broadfoot. Broadfoot. Yes, they'll sign him as manager, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, my God, mate. Well, that, we'll end it there. I just want to say thanks again, mate. I've had a blast. Yeah, and likewise, coming mate. Up to a, coming up to a millstone here, episode 20, we should do something special. Yeah, we should. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Maybe revisit some episodes, who knows. But Yeah, revisit some episodes. Or we could do a little <laughs> catch-up to see how our... Um, predictions again well the next time we record it's getting close to Christmas so why don't we do a Christmas pod so we'll actually do some fucking creative content we'll review our tables and then we'll have a quiz for everybody because that's what you do at Christmas time we'll have a bit of a quiz we'll do some trivia and we'll make a good song and dance over the Christmas podder because it's the 20th episode mate I think it's worth it worth doing it well look at us on the cuff ideas, you know for a fact episode twenty is not going to be the Christmas one. It's going to be something else because we forgot. But well, at least oh, sounds good. Right, mate. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, and uh, I'll catch you next week, mate. See you after everyone. Bye bye. Yeah. See you around.